Welcome to the Sheer Lux Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined remotely, of course, by Heather Steele, Becky Hull, and Georgina Blasky. Hi, everyone. Hello. How is everybody? What have you guys been up to? This weather's a bit rubbish, isn't it? It's horrible. Not a fan. Brings back the sun. It's just been a bit of a shock, though, because also I checked the weather a lot and it did not say it was going to hack it down over the weekend. It was horrendous. And it's a bit of an emotional rollercoaster, isn't it? Because it was showing that all of this week would be, like, pleasant. And now it's showing that it's, like, absolutely pouring with rain every day for the like, rest of time. So that's Although I'm, like, I'm silently happy because we were meant to have my best friend's hen do this week. And it does show rain for the two days we were going. So I'm a bit like, so you know, you're silently smug. You're like, maybe it's a sign. It's yeah, just, it just makes it better. Small winds, everybody. Yeah, exactly. that happened at a friend's wedding two weeks ago. It was when the weather had been amazing the whole time and then was like a really bad weekend. And that was when they were meant to get married. So it was a little bit like a tiny <laughs> thing to be like, oh, actually, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. it, it, yeah, it helps. helps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what has everybody been watching, listening to, reading? etc. Georgina? This has been a weekend of rubbish weather and finishing off. So we have finished off <laughs> Race Across the World. Finally. Hey. Oh. It's been like dragging on for about three months. I thought we'd never get there. Anyway, I'm not going to say who won in case you haven't watched it. But I think what I've just really loved about that show is it has been a great kind of family viewing show for us. And there is a bit of swearing. So if your kids are really young, it's probably not right for them. But it's just so nice to see people traveling. And so, Georgina, what is it? Because I don't think we talked about it on the podcast before. Okay, so this is the second series. And what it's about is five teams, and there are two people in each team, and they are related. So there's a father and son, there's siblings, a husband and wife, uncle and nephew. And their budget is the amount of money it would take to fly from Mexico City to Ushuaia. But they have to do it without getting on a plane. And they have checkpoints along the way so every episode is to get from one set-off point to the next checkpoint so it's not like someone can just race ahead and do the whole race and then when you get to the checkpoint first the rest of the people come and join you and that becomes your head start when you leave again so if you arrive you know 20 hours before the last team you leave 24 hours before them so it's a constant race of people being first position, then they're in fourth and they've made the wrong choice or they took the wrong bus route or someone stopped to work and earn more money So they have to manage the budget. They have no phone, no internet. I mean, it's a bit of a relying on the kindness of strangers exercise. (laughs) And they just have to be really resourceful and get through some pretty shaky times, actually. There's been times where they've had to leave countries really quickly because of political unrest. I think they were in Ecuador and there was huge riots and kind of things going off in the street and suddenly they're out of there. There's been issues with weather or landslides where they've had to go in different directions. So... Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, it's fascinating. I love yeah. it. I love it so much. I don't it's... know how I've missed it. It's like, it's, what channel is it on? It's on BBC and I think it's all on iPlayer now, so it's all finished. It's not about the travelling only. It's about family relationships under enormous strain at times. I was going to say. These, like, they're on these buses. Sometimes they get on a bus and they're on it for 17 hours. Mm. Just that there. How long is the entire race? About 55 days or something okay. in the end. Wow, it's wow. quite a long time. I, ha- I have a friend of a friend who was on production on that and she was assigned a team. So basically, obviously, each team has a camera crew with them. Yeah. So she was with them. So she's like being slapped about on buses. She's like, oh, I'm just here, guys. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so... Oh, I'd again. love to talk to her. I was thinking that last time. There's one bit where they hitchhike and then in the back of the car for the 
first time I saw that there was someone holding the camera. And I've always thought when they're going, they're going, you've got the last two seats on the buses. And we're all sitting there going, well, there must be three. <laughs> and they're the crew, cameraman. yeah. And I think it's a, more than that. It's a cameraman and a producer and maybe even something else. I think a, medic a medic as well, yeah. There you go. Makes sense. Yeah. It's just so fascinating because you see these some people who are a little bit flaky and suddenly they've got to dig quite deep because it is a grueling journey and it is, mm. they're staying in some quite grotty places actually and yeah it's just really interesting <laughs> and the countryside that trip especially I think going just straight down the whole of South America and they're in the, um, the Andes and it's freezing and then suddenly they're kind of at the most incredible waterfalls or they're in ancient mine ruins and you see a lot as a viewer Amazing. so very inspiring. That sounds brilliant. I'm going to watch it. How many episodes are there? There's six. And yeah, there's two series as well. So plenty to catch up on. Wow. Okay, great. I'm going to watch that. Thanks for the tip, Regina. Becky, what have you been watching, reading? So unlike me, I haven't actually been watching any new TV series. I have just started The Politician, but I won't go on about that because I know we've discussed this on the podcast. But but we can say very excitingly that The Politician season two drops next week, which I'm buzzing about. I didn't know that. And also I had no idea, so it's actually quite good timing for me to tune into the first series. But I've become obsessed with Gwyneth Paltrow all over again. She's amazing in it. She's amazing in it. And I've banged on about the wardrobe in it, but it's so good. Yeah, it's brilliant. So we have got into that, but... Every Saturday we've sort of come together and started watching a film. It's like a film night and this Saturday was perfect because, as we said, the weather was hideous. And we watched Jojo Rabbit, which I have wanted to see for ages. So it's by the director, Taika Waititi. And it's about Jojo, who's a young boy growing up in Nazi Germany. And his imaginary friend is Hitler. But it manages to merge sort of dark and light really beautifully. And it has the sort of dark undertones the whole way through. But it is hidden by the fact that you're viewing it through a little boy's, you know, view. His upbringing, he's lost his sister and his father. So you go on quite an emotional journey with him. And again, he has to dig really deep. And it does give you food for thought. But the whole way through, you can sort of enjoy it with a very light-hearted feel but it's brilliant it's also got sam rockwell in who is just amazing and brings a really good natured feel but it's basically seeing the horrors of nazism through the perspective of children it's just great i really recommend it georgina i remember you loved it at the time when it was out in cinema yeah, as well. i am a big fan of this film i went to see it actually with my kids and my husband's jewish my kids have an aware they're not brought up jewish they have an awareness of judaism and the holocaust and what happened yeah. and um it was really interesting watching it with them because for the first 10 minutes, they just didn't understand no. why Hitler was portrayed as this kind of humorous <laughs> character. And then they got it and then they like really got on board with it and they absolutely loved it. I don't think we've ever walked out of a film and talked about it for so long afterwards. And the and last scene say, when David yeah. Bowie comes in, I was oh like my crying God. my Honestly, eyes out. it's brilliant. And I think a lot of people, I've read reviews and I, I almost feel like a lot of people don't get it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand the key messages in it, but it's really, I thought it was really beautifully done. And like you say, Georgina, you do come, you finish it and you just want to talk about it. And I have to say, Scarlett Hansen was incredible in it, actually. Yeah. I thought she was brilliant. And I kind of wish I'd seen that before all the awards went out because I actually just thought she was great. I can't even say how brilliant I thought she was because she just, did it so well with so much warmth she was nominated for that as well as Marriage Story like yes. she was kind of dual nominated through this year's and award season wasn't she so different mm. in terms of characters but um, yeah it's brilliant without giving too much away as well because his mum is sort of she's very anti-fascist and she is hiding if you like a bit of a secret so it's really lovely and he's great the little boy as well Jojo yeah I think also the styling the I mean her clothes she just wears these like gorgeous <laughs> costumes are beautiful yeah and even things just like the fabric 
lyrics and the wallpaper, everything, the attention to detail is stunning. It's brilliant. And just, yeah. It is a lovely film to watch. Where can you watch it, Becky? We got it on the Sky Sky Store, so it's on Sky Movies, if you can access that. But it, they so it kind of all come on from the cinema now, and it's brilliant, because you can view yeah. it for like a fiver. So I've just been sort of working my way through some. I think Prime also offers a good selection of things that were in the cinema recently where you can pay to access them as well. So, great. Heather, what about you? On a similar note, I'm not quite sure why we started watching it, but we watched Hustlers this week, which is on Amazon Prime. And I think that came out around the same time as Jojo Rabbit. But it's really, really good. If you haven't (laughs) seen it, I highly recommend it as a decent watch. It was really good. I know Georgie talked about it on the podcast when she last hosted and she thought it was a load of rubbish. So can you offer a different perspective? (laughs) I really liked it. It was just a lot of fun. Like, it's a really good cast. I thought J-Lo was brilliant in it. And yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I kind of went into it not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. But I think, yeah, if you're after a sort of easy watch that's got you know, a decent story to it. I think it's, yeah, it's definitely worth it. I don't watching. actually, know, I just know it's about strippers, but that's all I know. Well, it's basically, yeah, so uh, there's J-Lo and then Constance Wu and they're sort of working in a strip club, but then after the 2008 financial crash, like the bankers aren't coming in anymore and spending money. And then there are various sort of personal circumstances among the people in that community. And yeah, they just come up with a scheme to, you know, screw over the bad guys, but still make some money for them themselves and uh, I don't know I really enjoyed it just a bit of fun (laughs) exactly just a bit of fun I remember a review actually that I read at the time when it came out and it said like J-Lo should have got an Oscar for this Mm. it's such a good film like it was really building it up as a great movie and would you agree that is she amazing in it yeah, Obviously, she the first is. 10 minutes when she's spinning around a pole is meant to be quite incredible. But Honestly, yeah, I, I thought back to the Super Bowl where she obviously got in trouble. But genuinely, she is, uh, her body is incredible. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah. yeah, probably not an Oscar-worthy performance, but definitely very good. I know I've talked a lot about Oprah's Super Soul conversations, but the recent series that I've talked about on the podcast before with hugely successful women, the ones that included Michelle Obama and Jennifer Lopez. So the one with J-Lo, <laughs> Oprah asks her about all that hype about, you know how did it feel because everyone was saying she should get Oscar nominated she should get Oscar nominated and then obviously she wasn't and she was so honest about it like it's another reason why she's so likable she was like yeah it was really shit like you know you don't want to believe the hype but yeah I was really obviously I was really hopeful and then you feel a bit embarrassed because everybody's saying maybe you'll get it so you feel embarrassed for thinking maybe you will so anyway just to hear her side of it then I highly recommend that podcast I have been watching a new BBC series called The Other One it's a new comedy that dropped at the end of last week and it is ostensibly about a man who had two families one that you know his kind of public family and one that was a secret but it's not about him because he has now died and the two families have found out about each other so it's two sets of daughters who are born five days apart and their mothers and they have the same name the daughters obviously for him this was like a good way to cover up you know it was just easier to have these two girls with the same name and because he's died they've obviously found out about each other so all of this has happened it picks up where they've already got a relationship but these are polar opposite families and women so here's kind of 
normal in inverted commas his you know the the family that that was kind of on the surface that everybody knew about are uh, this kind of very straight laced middle class you know kind of boring i suppose sensible wife and daughter and then the other side i mean there's a massive class divide i mean there's kind of vicky pollard esque comparisons <laughs> they are loud and brash and there's a kind of shameless esque characterization there and so it's just about the clash of these two worlds and their different perspectives obviously for one it feels like a massive betrayal for the other they're still kind of dealing with the grief and the loss of this father but this makes it all sound really serious it's 100% a comedy <laughs> it stars Lauren Soker who was in Misfits I don't know if any of you watched it she looks very different oh, now yeah. but yeah it's got a lot of kind of familiar faces and there's a, a really kind of hapless pathetic boyfriend on one side who is brilliant characterization and it's just really funny really heartwarming and a really kind of fresh narrative for a comedy it came about because the writers heard of somebody who this happened to in like the 70s where the father had you know named both children the same name to cover his tracks and then they found out about each other after his death so yeah it's really really worth a watch just six half an hour episodes and it's fun and silly and and heartwarming too sounds good also Queer Eye is back and it's (laughs) as wonderful and heartwarming as ever have you started it yeah we watched two yesterday oh I need to start it it's just so good so good so happy Anthony looks even hotter than normal it's just (laughs) fantastic let's start with a bit of beauty chat Becky uh, my favourite subject we wrote a feature on 12 products that guarantee glowing skin can you talk us through them please do you know what I did enjoy doing this and Mm -hmm. I did think of you as I wrote it Charlotte so we have got so there are 12 I mean there are so many good glow products now for absolutely everybody I think the benefit of glowing products is that anyone can use them because it is just a nice healthy glossy sheen on your skin so number one and I have put this as number one for a very good reason because it is actually one of my favorites is the Becca Glow Skin Elixir Drops so whenever I see that I think of Charlotte (laughs) they are brilliant how they work is they're very lightweight and you literally pipette a few drops into either your foundation or just straight onto your skin and it works like a serum to just add really easy dewiness I have used it (laughs) on its own on my skin without any makeup and it still gives that sort of luminescence to your skin but the best way to do it is to mix it in with your foundation and it also uses vitamin e to sort of drench the skin with moisture and hyaluronic acid so it's a bit of a skin lover as well as a skin sheen if you're after something that's quite subtle if you like not really high shine finish i would say that is brilliant it also feels more like skincare than like makeup there's a few on this list that obviously kind of sit on your skin and are a bit more sticky perhaps whereas this just kind of blends in really nicely doesn't it completely there's no stickiness to it it's like water and then i won't go through all of them but given this is next on the list i do want to talk about the new boots glow range because it is incredibly Mm -hmm. affordable it starts from three pound fifty and everything in the range not only is it really pink and pretty and aesthetically pleasing genuinely i have been using the new glow mask it's brilliant so it just gives you a sort of plumpness to your skin it's not like makeup it is all skincare but on this list we've put the glowing essence which essence is really popular in korea and you use them essentially like a primer and then they just help all of your other products work that little bit harder but i really recommend checking it out if you're after luminosity on a budget but there's so many on here where should i begin mm-hmm. giorgio Armani's new 
Nude Glow Foundation. So it's kind of a step on from their cult classic that all the makeup artists love. But this one has a lot, much more shades, which is brilliant. And it is brilliant for sort of giving you a weightless glow. Again, it uses hyaluronic acid to just give you a bit of plumpness. And it's known to give you impressive coverage that looks good in photos. That's kind of why it's become such a classic. As we know, and as I ask all the time, <laughs> coverage and glow together, not so easy to get. No, not so easy. And I think it's quite hard to find foundations that aren't glowy to begin with and then just dry down very matte. Whereas mm-hmm. this one does genuinely have great longevity to it and still okay. gives you a nice radiance. Mm-hmm. I think that is why makeup artists love it so much because it's always used for sort of editorial shoots and it's something you see in their kits time and time again. Should we talk about Kevin O'Quan? Shall we talk about Kevin O'Quan? <laughs> so I got Charlotte onto this and you try it over the weekend? It's amazing. <laughs> so this is the Kevin O'Quan Glass Glow Face and Body Illuminator. I mean, it's really sticky, but... The glow is ridiculous. ridiculous. Like you could make your face look quite kind of oh, sweaty. Is a terrible word. It's fantastic. <laughs> I've never seen glow like it because it's got that stickiness. Yeah. It continues to catch the light for a long time to come. Whereas often those kind of you know gels or highlighter formulas, I feel kind of matten over the day. Whereas this is just the glowiest thing ever. It's ridiculous. It's amazing, and you can use it on your body as well. And it's quite a sort. It's a gel formula, but it is like Charlotte says, it's quite sticky. But you can still blend it in with primers moisturizers foundations if you want to and there's different tones as well so there's a bronze one there's a pinky tone and there's also just a really clear sort of glossy one if you just want high shine whatever your skin tone it's just a great way of adding a bit of a reflective sheen i feel like it's a product where you know when you look at people on instagram if you see like a makeup artist has done somebody's skin and you're like oh my god how How? do they glow like that they've got this like wet look skin this will give you that. Completely. It's just brilliant. And actually, I only discovered it about three weeks ago. I am a big fan of that look, despite the sort of, it can give you a bit of tackiness. But I think if you're going on a night out, it's maybe, I mean, it is office appropriate, but it is definitely if you want quite a high impact luminosity, mm-hmm. I think. But it's not glowing like a gold way. It's no. glowing and it like catches the light way. In quite a healthy way, yeah. And then I've also put on the number seven pop and glow cream blushes because... I was obsessed with the Rosie Huntington Whiteleaf Autograph blusher and it's been discontinued and I have really struggled to find one since that offers the same kind of radiance and good colour and these are a perfect match. They're brilliant. You can scribble them on without ever sort of worrying about it looking ridiculous. They're just great. What about them makes them glowy? So the reason is they are a cream formula and instead of drying down matte again, they go onto the skin like a transparent wash. So they are quite sheeny texture, if that makes sense. I always Mm -hmm. use the word sheen because it's probably the best way to describe it, but they're very light reflective again. They're quite glassy in colour. You don't put it on and think, oh my God, I'm going to look like a ragdoll pink. It's mm-hmm. just quite light and healthy. Fab, they look great. Heather and Georgina, any preferred products for when you need a bit of a glow? The one I've been using over the last few months is that Glossier Future Dew, which is that um, sort of oil serum hybrid uh, mm. that they sort of released a few months ago. So on Becky's recommendation, yeah, I've been sort of mixing that in with my foundation and then adding a tiny bit sort of as a highlighter on my cheek bones as well to be fair I haven't done that since we've been in lockdown but (laughs) next time uh, yeah I show my face anywhere properly I'll be back on it (laughs) 
Holly was using the future due as well in I think also at the beginning of the year and it was like this marked difference overnight between like obviously Polly's got great skin but then she started using the future due and like people were stopping her in the streets being like oh, oh my god, god she's so glowy like but, uh, it was amazing like Heather obviously I don't see you as much day to day but I just know on Polly the results were incredible but I remember the first time I put it on I came over to you and Lou like straight away and both of you were like oh my oh, god yes. you're glowing and that, <laughs> yeah. that was it like genuinely it feels like a lifetime ago but yeah but I think because it's quite sticky it does tend to stay on like I can tell Mm -hmm. when I'm wearing it because I can feel like my hair's going to get a bit stuck to my face but it does have the desired effect can I just say also I still think that Vaseline does an excellent job I still use like just a little bit under my eyebrows and sometimes on my cheeks I still think that that can go a long way personally you're absolutely right Heather it is a great way to highlight it's true (laughs) we did talk a few weeks ago about um, the benefits of Vaseline so there we go okay well if you are looking for uh, more recommendations to get that glow have a look at the feature on the site let's talk about how to remove your makeup we wrote a feature on the reusable makeup removers worth investing in so this is everything from flannels to reusable makeup remover pads becky i'm guessing this has come from kind of environmental thought process yeah but also i have had i mean a lot of people really kindly write in on beauty spot and request things and actually off the back of that and the vlog loads of people ask for reusable makeup remover options and i think you know i know so many people that are sort of taking that step and being more conscious because even cotton pads you can't properly recycle or they're not biodegradable so i think everyone is now turning to any way that they can be more sustainable in their beauty regime and these new cleansing options are a brilliant way of doing that because they can last you up to 500 uses and it is just a case of chucking it in the washing machine and washing them along with the rest of your clothes they are brilliant so i bought some of those reusable pads that like never recovered when i put them in the washing machine like that that was it i used them once and they looked kind of gross so are there better ones out there and what are the best we should be using definitely so this is why we did the piece because i think a lot of people like you charlotte feel the same they've used some and then they're just stained with mascara but there are a handful that genuinely work really well and I actually use the Face Halo makeup remover pads. They were, they've were they been a hit since they launched. They're really fluffy in texture and they're double-sided so that you get, you know, you can flip it and use both sides. You can also use it with sort of micellar waters or any other cleansing oils just to really get, so don't be afraid to put actual makeup remover on them. You can still do that. You don't have to just use water and that you get a very good cleanse still. Okay. And, um, they, and, and they wash out really well. And they wash out really well and they really do pick up stubborn mascara stains as well all of the ones on this list are brilliant but i'd also like to shout out the jane Erdell magic knit makeup remover it's an amazon bestseller because you put it on like a tanning mitt but it's so soft it, you never sort of tug at your skin with it like you do with some of the other ones and you can use it with water or and a gentle soap and it lasts you up to two years and you'll find it makes, you know, really light work with waterproof formulas and it washes better than quite a few that I have tried as well. You just air dry it 
is there a kind of hygiene question when it comes to using flannels? I remember reading something with Caroline Herons recently in the Sunday Times style, and she was saying you need eight flannels. You need one for every single day of the week, and you should be I'm, switching them up every day. Yeah, I mean, I do think there comes a point where if you're using these, I think that you've got about two days worth, two to three days if you're washing them out and wringing them out properly before you chuck it in the washing machine. But I think flannels are a breeding ground for bacteria. That You know, they're warm, they get really moist, so it's an easy way to build up bacteria. So I think unless you're sort of washing them out with soap after you've used it every time then yes they are a little bit of a breeding ground for bacteria so I think it's just about giving them a good thorough squeeze afterwards and then putting them in the washing machine I'd say like I said about two to three days after you've okay. used them I think I need to be investing yeah, in I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like well it's time to chuck <laughs> that that flannel <laughs> guys what do you use to remove your makeup with does anyone use wipes still no does anyone uh, admit to using wipes no, no? Honestly, that's all I used to use. I know lots of people were the same, but years ago, yeah, just so easy, weren't they? Like, even if you were, like, really drunk after a night out, you could just really quickly kind of Mm -hmm. in bed take it off. But, yeah, I just can't even think of the last time I I bought any. It's been years. It just feels so gross. I did that for you up until maybe, like, three years ago. That's how I took off my makeup, a wipe and a splash of water. I think a lot of people did. I feel like Mm. that's just what people used to do I mean especially because it used to be so easy to take them on holiday into festivals yeah. and stuff people yeah. would just shove them in and get on with it yeah them. exactly yeah. that would be my method for holiday cleansing completely and I think now mm. yeah everyone really Although, winds up in hindsight mm. like yeah I used to take my makeup off with the wipes but then whenever I used to then cleanse my face the next morning mascara would still be coming off so they were <laughs> obviously not even good anyway but no I'm a, a flannels flannels these days but yeah I think maybe I need to start putting them in the wash a bit more often by the sound of things mm. <laughs> so I like to use a Rosalina cleansing balm it comes with a muslin cloth and I was just wondering if you should be washing that daily in the way that you would a flannel or because it's lighter weight does that mean it just harbors less bacteria so when I did this piece I did quite a lot of research and I think yes the idea with muslin cloth is that you can get slightly more use out of it because I think with a flannel everything is so densely packed that it can sort of cling on to bacteria for that little bit longer but I think generally speaking for both don't push it past a three-day mark I would just put it in with the rest of your clothes it's really easy and then you just know you're getting the best thorough cleanse because otherwise they do just build up dirt and you can't actually really see what you're taking off after a time but I would say that with muslin cloth you get a little bit more leeway okay well for more reusable products for removing your makeup then have a look at the feature on the site we're going to talk about a different kind of cleaning now we're going to talk about oven cleaning because (laughs) sexy it may not be but Tor recommended to me oven pride a few weeks ago and I cleaned my oven for the first time in lockdown so probably what 10 weeks gross I know and oh my god oven pride is a good product isn't it it Um, is amazing (laughs) it's amazing so for those who don't know this sounds like sounds like an ad it always sounds like I use oven pride but seriously (laughs) it was amazing so you buy it on Amazon it's like a bleach formula in a large bottle and it comes with a big plastic bag that's the size of your oven shelves so you basically put the shelves in the plastic bag and pour in some of the liquid and kind of smudge it all around and then use a sponge to rub the remaining liquid on the inside of your oven and you basically just wait 12 hours and then wipe it all down and I mean it's revolting what comes off but (laughs) so satisfying so that's been a great lockdown revelation for me it's £14.70 and available on Amazon. Can I also um, say as well, yes. you can also buy that in the pound shop for one pound. Oh my god. That's shit. where I get oh, mine Heather. from, just so you know, if you want to save cash in the future. Good to know. Thank you. You could buy 15 for the price 
it called? Exactly. <laughs> and how often are you supposed to use it? Do you know? I basically only use those when I've been like moving house yeah, <laughs> and I, I think it's quite aggressive back. yeah <laughs> yeah fair enough so Georgina you put this piece together with all the products you could need to clean your oven and also how to do it so what are your tips first of all if it's dirty I would go in with a big deep clean like oven bright or oven pride and then after that when you've got your gleaming oven obviously you just want to maintain it so the main thing is just to not get lazy don't let it ever get back to that horrible situation that you had where everything's kind of crusty and got Sunday roasts or or whatever it is if you're going to do duck in the oven and it's spitting fat everywhere you need to get in there that same night and clean it so it's all about really you think that same night I think so yeah because the longer you leave it it the worse it's going to get yeah, oh, so, so I just think, you know, in your cleaning arsenal, you need to have a really good maintenance product. There are quite a few in there. And I think there are some quite powerful eco products. And then there's always good old bicarb of soda, if in doubt. Put it in your washing machine, put it in your oven, put it in your dishwasher. But how does one use that? What do you do? You just pour it in? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So you can sprinkle it on and leave it there. And obviously it kind of bubbles away and breaks things down. You can then, if you need to get a little bit more something behind it, you can use a cloth which has a slight abrasive surface, like a sponge that you can just use to add a bit of elbow grease in there. But actually, if you are cleaning something really regularly, you shouldn't need to use anything too harsh and really you don't need anything that's too chemically. I think when you go in there first, you do. But after that, you can maintain with more eco approach. I was going to say, I like that you put some more eco-friendly products in here. Because it does make you feel a bit gross that you clean out these things with chemicals and then you just cook in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think if you moved into a new place, it's like when you want to buy a new toilet seat. You know, it's just, just like clean the oven, replace the loose seat, maybe a new shower head. And after that, anything else you're probably all right with. That's quite a good feature, actually. What to replace the minute you buy a new house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I haven't replaced the loose seat. And now I'm like, oh. Heather, 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 That's a nice thing. <laughs> First thing, I didn't I mean, even think. Time to replace I, that Lucy, Ella. You exchange contracts, order the Lucy, you're ready when you can, when you complete. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, I shall do um, that immediately after this podcast ends. And then I think it's just worth mentioning, if you've moved it, I mean, if it is really awful and you've let it go so long or you just don't want to do it yourself, there are companies when lockdown finishes that specialise in going in and I think it's almost like an oven overhaul, which is probably a really good idea, especially if you've got something bigger like a range and it's got different vents or you've got gas coming out in different rings and things or wok stands in the middle. I mean, some ovens are really quite complicated or quite big. And actually, I think you want to, from a safety point of view, it's just really worth maintaining your oven. Mm. So definitely worth checking out some of the services. And I think most local areas have a service. You don't need to look for kind of nationwide things. I think you can find people in vans going around doing a really good job. Good to get a bit of another MOT. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, for more products for how to clean your oven, then have a look at the feature on the site. We're going to end with a bit of fashion. 12 chunky sandals to buy now around on the site last week. These are devices. As I'm sure you can imagine, I slip this under the net, but they are pretty divisive. So I think that's fair enough. So we're talking about those really, it's like the Teva style chunky sandals Heather I can actually really imagine you in a pair of these I've got some tethers that I got last year I'd actually forgotten I had until this feature went live on the site so I went and found them in the oh, attic good. so yeah I wore them uh, this weekend actually on my walk so thank you for 
reminding me uh, i struggle with summer shoes or used to anyway but i think now the jelly shoes and sort of ugly walking shoes are in fashion i'm kind of like okay i can get on board with this (laughs) if you're not one for a kind of pretty strappy sandal then this is definitely the alternative your look is so on trend with it because it's that kind of ganny oversized dress as well (laughs) with the teva sandals it turns out you are a bit accidentally in fashion (laughs) (laughs) there are some really pretty styles arizona love is a brand that um kind of rose to prominence last year and they do the kind of bandana wrapped style versions of the look and then this year they've kind of expanded that there's a gingham style there's an, a really heavily embellished style as well yeah those and actually, beaded ones are great the ones are yeah. cool aren't they so there's a marge beaded pair which are a bit more expensive but then zara's got a pretty beaded pair and sandra have got a really cool studded pair as well i find them perfect for if you find that it's a more flattering look on you it's better on your legs has something chunkier on your feet well these are perfect because they're basically a chunky clunky way to do summer footwear becky would you wear the look absolutely do you know what guys i have actually got some i got these ages ago oh nice i love them so what is that like a ruffle like a ruffle and they're so i've had them for years but actually i they come out every single year because even with and you know i wear jeans a lot but they are really handy or just with a black dress they are similar so for, obviously our listeners can't see them but they are like a proper hiking sandal but with a ruffled every bit of it is ruffled apart from yeah the exactly completely ruffled quite pretty but you know very practical so I th- very much a bit of me this trend i think that's why this year's versions are better as well because they've got that kind of feminine twist so they are ruffled or embellished or cecily banson who you know put those big puff tent like dresses on the map has done a selection and um, that are also like super heavily embellished with like oh, pink gorgeous. crystals they oh. are so pretty and it's kind of a great way to get that sort of really feminine a bit more masculine balance yeah so i agree with you that i think when you're quite short or you've got sort of shorter legs it's a nice way to sort of add a bit of platform and height without that's me. so true that yeah. is so yeah. true but really subtly and it just sort of elongates you which yeah, is gives you an extra inch doesn't it georgina would you wear the look yeah i quite like the idea of the chunkiness with a pretty dress i love mm. a dress in summer I just spend the whole summer in dresses. But I do struggle a bit with the footwear because also sometimes I find if you have a pretty sandal, the sole tends to be really thin. Mm, So then if you're walking a lot, actually at the end of the day, your feet feel quite Mm, knackered. mm. I just find the sole of my foot that whereas I look at something like that and think, oh, that's loads of support, looks really comfy got all those straps going on and so yeah I think they're looking quite fun I don't have anything like that now if I got them my husband would go what the hell is that <laughs> hey, yeah, proper my man daughter repellence. would probably be like I'm not going out with you but I might give it a go actually yeah I think they'd look cool and also I feel like you wear trainers a lot with skirts and with dresses yeah. and I thought this is just a, like even more summery version yeah. of that basically yeah, I think everybody yeah. would, the fact that they're now in Zara and like everywhere else on the high street I think it means that everybody will be wearing them soon enough so TBC. All right, I think we'll leave it there. Thank you all so much for joining and thanks for listening. If you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at shivax.com. We love hearing from you. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. Bye-bye.